Hi. Hi. Hi, hey there. <laughs> Welcome to a way in. Hey there, stranger. The show where what the fuck? By. The show where three guys record in the middle of the fucking night while they're really stupid and tired. Welcome to a way in. <laughs> not the way in. No, we're not the way in. We're just a way in because the way in is already taken. Asterisks. But I did put away in podcast on Twitter just so maybe people would notice that it's a podcast and not just some weird account. It's both. It's a bunch of guys that are away, you know? Yeah. Um, so football's back. At least the real football that everybody cares about is back. It was a good weekend. Go Buccaneers. I, Go Buccaneers. So yeah, I don't appreciate this subtle digs at the MLS and the quality of our Toronto football club. Uh, I mean, if anyone saw that long-range Messi goal, you'd realize how discounted certain individuals are in this league. Well, You, you know what's the best part of that? The, the goalie Messi scored against is probably the best keeper in MLS. I mean, he has been for several years. It's, this year, maybe not the number one, but like he is legitimately one of the best MLS keepers, and he had just a horrible game. Yeah, that was sad. I mean, it was also sad <laughs> that Messi has so much space. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. He just can't go to Saudi Arabia, also. though, you know? It seems like a never-ending train of players saying, I don't want to compete for anything that matters, but I will take that money. Thank you, sir. Uh, speaking of Saudi Arabia, did you see the uh, the fake little World Cup trophy that they made just to make Ronaldo happy? Wait, was that the twenty four karat gold one that they tried to like make a meme of next to the World Cup, saying it was yeah, only like so. sixteen karat or something stupid like that? <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I, that's a very Saudi Arabia thing to do, though, for their league. You know, the, this one costs this one more, has the blood better. of children in it, so you know it's a little bit. Therefore, more pressure. It's special. It has their souls intertwined with the 24 karat gold. It adds that allure and that extra shine. We still have their passports. How fragile is his ego, though? They have to go and make a trophy that looks like the World Cup just to make him feel better. And then also at the same time, he's got like his PR team going crazy. Oh, he hit 600 million followers on Instagram. He's so special and amazing. I want like the you know the champions uh, those cartoons they made the Champions League. Yeah, I want like that Champions kind League. of cartoon, but like a little Lord Fauntleroy version where like Ronaldo's like, this league's not good enough. You need to find all these good players, bring them over here, so I feel important. And they're like, yes, yes, sir, yes, Ronaldo, look at them right away. How about how about Ruben Neves? Not good enough. How about Conte? I'll <laughs> <laughs> get her. <laughs> just keep but, showing him players being like what about Benzema he won't no he has to good. end with uh, Neymar bad. with Neymar getting yeah. signed and just getting a better overall package with a crazy you know have you seen his list of demands where it's like a, a standby jet a fridge full of Asahi and some other berry like stocked at all <laughs> times all uh, what do you call it restaurant and some other kind of outings covered uh, transportation like all covered by the club just really wacky random demands and I'm almost confused as to why you why he'd want a, a fridge full of Japanese beer. Not that one, but um, different aside, super very <laughs> yeah. aside. 
He gets 500,000 euros for every time he posts something about Saudi Arabia on, on social media. Do you, now do you imagine Ronaldo up? seeing that and this skit and then telling him like, oh, well, you know, we brought Neymar for you. And he sees his contract and be like, oh, fuck this guy. Where's my agent? <laughs> well, it's only <laughs> a two-year deal, too. Eh? Asahi Berry fucking fridge. I saw, I saw a clip the other day of just some, just some random fan after... Um, after a game was like out greeting the players as they're going back to the bus. And this random dude just gave Fabinho a fucking Rolex. Just like, Oh, you had a good game. Here's a Rolex. It's like, like you see like uh, a, some in Africa or in India and it's like, they give him a fish for man of the match. Like, All right, it's not exactly a fish or maybe a case of beer in Poland or Czech third division. Like that's, oh, you know, it's a Saudi version. What about the good old days? You should just get a, a cap. Get a cap and a pack of smokes. Yeah. Here's a hat. Protect you from the rain so your smoke doesn't go out. God damn, that's Set what you. I was thinking. Set you up right for the next match. God, man. Those are the days. So what did you guys... Uh, you guys got like a couple... Takeaways from the uh, the Premier League weekend we just had. So where's our uh, fancy graphics board? I'm looking for that somewhere. I don't see it on the screen. Oh, you don't see it? It would, ha- oh. it would have our know agenda talking points. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, I have a list yeah, of talking can... points. I don't let you see it. That's all. I'll, like keep you on your toes. Uh, you have I to use go descriptive first. terms. This is audio only, so. <laughs> Um, so yeah, my, I think we all were excited to actually have Premier League come back finally after it feels like forever, even though it's like three months. But uh, the most surprising thing was probably Wolves. Just, I would say, arguably, I'd say dominating Man United, at least especially in midfield, for almost an entire game. And then, not surprisingly, being robbed in the last minute. But... Uh, for a team that I Don't a week before said was maybe going to be relegated, and I you know wasn't really sure, but I would, said you know they're a candidate. I completely changed my mind. One game has convinced me. Like that's a quality team. That's actually they're vibing together. They're connecting. How many runs in the middle of the field through like through the midfield they had? But they're just literally outrunning like handful of Man United players and feel like this wow, is this is a team in the replay. Champions League. This is when you you you'd show that Cunha run where he just embarrasses. I think it's Fernandez yeah. and then uh, Martinez. And it, oh my god! But the, that same run, a fire. similar version happened like four times in the game. I'm like, man, that's like to be doing that. It's not just one thing. Oh, you know, maybe they just did a smash and grab or something. But like to actually outplay them and run through them like that again and again and again. And this is a Champions League team that finished what fourth place last year. And it's just like this was a team that. Should have been relegated. Really, how bad they were! Barely survived. Because they I lost saw, their manager. Yeah, I saw some uh, some certain pundits saying that um, United actually made Wolves look good. It's like what, this team's supposed to be like competing for the title, apparently, to according to a couple people. And in the same breath, they were bad enough that they're Great. making Wolves look good. What United? Made, yeah, I wonder what the biases of that. Honestly, sometimes I I, I hate how obvious uh, a publication's bias or, or, or a writer's bias is. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you got 
It's just leaking Anderson, man. You like, come on. They made them look like they would be lucky to get in the top six after a performance like that. You spent how much money? Sure, Hoyland's friggin' not fit, but who knows if he's gonna even fire off anyway. You got mm-hmm. like, literally just garbage. It on it was a terrible performance. I watched that whole game, man. And Cunha and honestly, Sarabia, good old PSG reject, they were playing very, very well. I mean, not not to discount the efforts of the rest of the team, but Cunha especially, I was very impressed with his play. And he seemed My to just f- walk all over. I feel like Martinez went on, like he got subbed off at like halftime for freaking yeah, he did. Lindelof too. I feel like that was just an embarrassment. I'm just, oh, pull, pull me off. Say my, my leg was off because I'm getting embarrassed out there. <laughs> like legitimately, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I missed it. I didn't see any like clear injury no, he call was fine. from him. Yeah, it seemed like literally my ego is injured. I need to be taken off. I was going to say, there hasn't been, Mr. There hasn't been anything talked about his injury. No, there's. I'm there curious though, if you guys uh, had the same confusion that I did during the game. Does it not feel like forty percent of Wolves team is like the same dude, like a ambiguously Brazilian or Portuguese <laughs> player, <laughs> it's like playing in four different positions, and they do rotate a little bit. So they kept searching, and I was just like, wait a second. Which one was this? And I just felt myself <laughs> deeply confused. And I actually had to look up the team sheet later and be like, who is who? Because right. I just, I'm just not familiar Portuguese. with any of them. I was not familiar with them. And I'm like, they're, they all seem Portuguese. <laughs> I'm not really sure who is who. Um, especially because sometimes the names in the, the back also had, don't uh, uh, correspond. When you had Nintendo Entertainment System at the helm over there, they were hella Portuguese. It's like they, and that's probably why they gel. It's like legitimately every player on this team speaks the same language. <laughs> now, freaking that—that's another one that went over to Saudi Arabia. I could never like not think of Super Nintendo when I saw his because uh, they always have you know the the monogram on the on the coat shirt. So when you see Nuno, it's just like oh, NES. I remember that. Duck Hunt was pretty good. They, they look very, very good, though. Honestly, I, I thought they looked fantastic. You know what else was a surprise for me? Everton. I thought that they looked pretty damn tasty. I won't lie to you. And I was very surprised because I thought they were going to be horrible. And I'm like, their mid looks They're pretty solid. They're a little solid. unlucky to not score. Well, yeah, I know having an like incredible performance. Yeah, they, I, I thought they played very, very well. They looked very promising. And uh, we have a... I don't know if we mentioned this last time. We have a we have a fantasy league going where proper fantasy where only one manager can have one player. But I was really sad to lose out on on Madison. We shift over to Tottenham real quick. I knew he was just gonna like come on. That guy was at Leicester last time, underperforming team, and and, and he played so well. Now he's actually everybody hates Tottenham except for the rare Tottenham fan, which I was going to say, you were about to say now he's in a good team and you had to pull it back. I, could, <laughs> I, I had to pull bad. it back. I have to, you know what? I got to frame it. I have to frame it. Right. I don't want people to think this guy's an idiot. He's just like Tottenham's a good team. I am aware. <laughs> I mean, team. Relative to Leicester last year. Yeah. Tottenham is a good team. I they have, they have good bodies and uh, I won't even attempt to, pronounce i'm terrible with greek pronunciation so i don't even attempt to pronounce his name but anyway mr australia (laughs) yeah angie he 
he might he might be the right kind of manager. He seems like I'm not big enough of an ego to get upset with Levy. I could probably just ride the tide. I always thought it was hilarious when we went for Mourinho. For Mourinho, so I'm like, I'm stupid. <laughs> this is gonna end well. <laughs> I can only imagine. I wish I was a fly on the wall to any meeting with Levy and Mourinho. That would have been great. But did you see? I I sent you guys. I don't know if you if you looked at it, but I sent you guys a screen capture. Somebody from the uh, the Chelsea subreddit found this old thread where they were talking about um, when oh, yeah. Poch got sacked. And they're like, man, imagine Poch having a full preseason and 500 mil kit bag or kitty to, to spend. <laughs> he snapped that, shared it on the Chelsea subreddit. And like, oh, this is aged fine like wine. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. It's, it's sad that uh, they always seem like they're almost there, you know? And especially now they lost Kane. Good for Kane, though. We'll see how he how he fares. But funny club, very funny club. I almost watched Peep Show again for the rewatched it, but I remember that was a uh, that speaking was a of ad. Speaking of Kane, I saw this uh, tweet from Michael Owen. That I wanted to bring up. Uh, this was before this is before Kane confirmed the deal going over. But so Owen and all of his, you know, amazing knowledge says, I know FC Bayern are a massive club and I have huge respect for them. But if I were Harry Kane, I'd stay put. There's no great achievement winning a trophy with them. Real Madrid, I would understand. Or one top two top Premier League clubs for that matter. Becoming the all time Premier League top goal scorer at Spurs is a bigger achievement than winning the league in a country dominated by one team. Coming from the guy who is known in Liverpool as Judas at this point because he literally went to United just to win a trophy. <laughs> Man, at this point, he's just being like, I need to make my safest bet. And also, what other team was even going to spend that much money for him? They, they would have never let him go to a rival. Well, that's the thing. Like People keep talking about, well, why didn't United just go for the $100 million? So, Do you really think that Levy is stupid enough to sell Kane to any of his like domestic rivals? He's not completely regarded. But They'd also pay the English tax on that $100 mil. Yeah, it'd be like $200 mil. I can't yeah, imagine I mean, any player truly putting a random record because, you know, records at the end of the day, it's like any statistic. It's where you put your start and end point to change the record and whatever. So someone putting that above a trophy of it, like an actual domestic championship, that's nonsense anyway. So just yeah, from the beginning, like that makes no sense. I, I, he would rather, I would imagine most players, any of you, would you rather win a, a domestic championship if you're a professional player playing in like the Air Divisi or in uh, Portugal, rather than getting some random thing, a random record in England, never getting a trophy. Well, simple records are made to be broken. So like, it's not like, that's not gonna last forever, but knowing that you won something, especially like when you spend your whole life to become like, like get to the, the, the peak of your abilities to play professional like that. To win something is what it's all about. It doesn't matter about like having some stupid individual record that'll be held on to for 10, 20 years before somebody else, or maybe five years, because Haaland could break that record before he turns 30. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd take the trophy. Especially if you're considered like 
the generational talent, the best striker England's had in this generation. And then somebody was like, oh, he was the greatest striker? Uh, what did he win? Oh, nothing. Sweet like, He was the greatest all. striker. <laughs> well, think about every other fan other than a Tottenham fan in regards to Harry Kane. You think that's sad. Like such mm. a, he's a great player. There's no argument about it. He's strong. He's got great finishing. He's got good movement, good football brain. And he's got really nothing to show for it. That's such a small thing. It's like, no, man, you want to be like champion in the Champions League consistently being in a team that has a chance. I mean, Pochettino, sure, he made it to the final, but like that's like once in a blue moon for a club like Tottenham. And especially the way that the Premier League is just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. I I don't blame him for making the vote. I don't think he's no, going to no. go to Real Madrid either because it was literally, in my opinion, it's like you're going to go to either Real Madrid or, Bar- or a Bayern. Real Madrid is going to sign Mbappe, so why would the hell would they ever want Kane? Mm-hmm. Bayern makes sense because he's, he's literally the, the exact mold that they want. They love that big, strong center-forward striker. He yeah, fits their mold very, very nicely. I don't see how Kane would ever fit in at Madrid. I'm sure some brilliant pundit that has knows a lot more than me would make the argument how it'd work but like Kane just seems too slow and cumbersome to play in the system that Madrid played to me but he I think it'd work well at Bayern it's funny you say that because I feel like he's a a pretty similar profile in some ways not exactly to Benzema because Benzema is not fast like he's he he has some lankiness which you know he can get some big strides or whatever but like so he's maybe faster than Kane but uh, they both kind of have that, you know, not necessarily out and out striker, but a striker that really helps in the buildup and helps actually create uh, play, but it also gets on the end of it uh, in a way that there's not too many that are like that, at least in that one angle of their of what they bring uh, to the team. So, it would, interestingly enough, I think actually he would be one of the only people who could fill in in that position at Real Madrid, but you know, not like for like, but I mean, all, kind of similar to unique position. Like but they all have it. It's like, hey, you want to have a lot of mobile people like behind the striker and around. Like you have your your very very mobile, technically gifted wingers and center attacking mid center mids, and you have your hold up, clean up striker. Benzema was that. Lewandowski was that. You want to go back through Bayern's history? That's all they've ever had. I mean, even Suarez, for the most part, he was just give it to me. I'm gonna kick it. It's going in. That's it's what I'm saying. Like that's, that that's Benzema, I don't want. think it's like that. Benzema is the one that he's, although he obviously has he's prolific in finishing, but like that wasn't his what made him, you know, special. It was how important he was to everything leading up to the attack. So not necessarily that he would drop back super deeply, but it was like having a creative uh, attacker along with this clinical finisher um, to kind of play. You know, doing half of each, whereas most are you know one or the other. Very often, like some of the other ones you listed are just. Like Lewandowski is a prolific finisher, right? Like you just give him the ball and he'll score. But yeah, Benzema, he like created team, it, right? For sure. Yeah. But I, I think they both. It was just a matter of like even you think of Lewandowski's heyday. It was like you had Robin and and Ribery around at that time mm-hmm. as well, and it was the same sort of deal. It's like I can make things happen, but really hit the ball up. I will get to it. I will hold it. I'll pass back if I need to. I think Benzema was a little bit more involved than that. I agree, but. Those are the essential things you need in a big team like that. It's like, hey, if there's any pressure on us, I want to be able to like boot it up, you hold it up. We have so many great players, pass it off. But a lot of the times, I mean, they were getting silky smooth 
especially when you had Bale and Ronaldo around. And Benzema was always the unsung hero. And I think that's because of the, some of the work he did off of the ball, for sure. Even even pulling players away from channel. I guess I never really saw that much of Benzema in that regard, just because I was so used to just seeing him score so many goals against us whenever we played him that I didn't notice the rest of his game that well. <laughs> I think when Ronaldo was there, was very thing. important. Yeah, I was just gonna say like that 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 at that era was the best time to see that because he wasn't the focal point. He became the focal point when you had people that were trying to like make a name for themselves, like Vinny and and Fede. Then he was like, oh, he's the big name. He's the one who's getting it done. He was getting hat tricks like there were a dime a dozen. But uh, when the Ronaldo, when Ronaldo was there and the height of like Modric and Cruz, he's he's doing all, he's pulling all these strings and you don't even notice the, the importance of that. Somebody tried to make that argument about Sterling the other day and I'm like, you don't know what he's doing off the ball. Like, I do. Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of directions. That's why they had to get rid of Kai. You know that, right? Because they just couldn't deal with that video that's still circulating after the Champions League victory. If you guys but remember it's that, funny. the change room. Yeah, I do. And it's funny because <laughs> his face is like, that's all I see when I see Havertz is him doing like, you know, kind of almost yeah. like a squint, squinty face. <laughs> He's a weird dude. He's a very weird dude. I love donkeys. That's so nice. <laughs> him and, him and Burner, man. Burner is also weird doing like, What is this? You have eggs, ketchup. Is this, what is this thing? It's like a, a video interview they did with him about English breakfast. And it's like, what are you talking about, Tima? I mean, English breakfast is kind of weird. So I, I, I can see it. He wasn't getting he hung was up on the whole thing. He delicious. just was hung up on eggs with ketchup. And I'm like, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I know it's pretty common. In ketchup England on eggs is a weird America. thing. It's weird. People don't know how to spice <sighs> things. You know? I was like, oh, I'll just condiment it. I think that's mm. just the North American default. You know, I don't, I don't I know say, how to mix spices, so I'm just going to get a sauce. Somebody made the underlying a underlying thing is sugar. It's just yeah. it's a vehicle for sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's nuts when you actually get... You know, this is off topic, obviously, but it's nice when you go to somewhere and they have like a house made ketchup and you're like, this is lovely. It's like a spicy, tangy tomato sauce. Oh, it's, about, your ketchup is supposed to be, I guess, not 75% sugar. Africa's corn syrup. Justin, should I go like you and Blackout? Brought to you by. <laughs> You, we you just sponsor much, ourselves uh, with controversial things now. Yeah, I think that's a good brought, idea. Brought to you by, by the Chick Fil A, <laughs> by the American Tobacco Association, and the High Fructose Corn Syrup Brigade. Change their name; it sound more serious. The Brigade, like that. The brigade sponsored yeah. by the Sugar Lobby. Gotta love cereal. Anyway, footy balls. Why don't yeah, we talk uh, about what really is burning here, guys? Something that's close to two of our hearts. One of the other ones are it doesn't matter. We want to go there right now? Well, I think maybe we want to go there. All right. Want to so talk about death? We want to talk about certain people to... getting rejected by the Reddit community. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Reddit, man. The fucking the mods on the Liverpool FC subreddit are fucking douchebags. 
They fucking they so I posted I posted depth I posted a depth chart last night of Liverpool and it pissed some people off because like I put someone at left center back and why oh, they should be at right center back. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And someone's like, you know, Jota can play four different positions. I'm like, you realize putting someone in four different places doesn't really illustrate how deep your roster is, right? That's just like inflating how many people you have on your team. Like I'm sh- trying to show how skint we are. Well, anyway, so- the money they saved from not getting Caicedo to build a cloning machine. So now you have four Jotas. Oh yeah. Well, naturally. Um, yeah. And then, and then, then I fucking, so then I, I, I fixed it and changed around to appease people and I posted it and then the fucking mods took it down and then they put a post on it saying that it was a fucking low effort post. I'm yeah, like, see? fuck you, it's low effort, you fucking piece of the shit. Changing. You should have never fucking, changed. You should stand your ground. I built, I, like, I spent like, a little while building on Figma, and then I went and, and like engaged with people for like four hours getting feedback, and then rebuilt it again, and you call it fucking low effort. Or, fuck you. Fucking you should have just posted, I'm walking alone, guys. Broken heart emoji. <laughs> Trigger all of them. Um, I think the pacemakers would be sad right now. <laughs> I think uh, that this whole this whole Caicedo Lavia thing was really just us getting you guys to pay way over the odds for both of them, so that we could swoop in and sign That's a thirty-year-old <laughs> swoop in and sign a thirty-year-old defensive midfielder from Germany that nobody really knows about just just to beat you to it that was our game don't you have a buyback clause for minamino uh maybe but uh yeah i don't think they need another attacker that doesn't seem yeah (laughs) well i mean having 14 attackers doesn't seem to be a problem for too many for for a certain club right now it's it's honestly I feel like they got two teams working. You know, there's people trying to acquire, there's people trying to do the old dash. They're like, oh, let who's gonna get Ziesh? Because I feel like that is a job in itself. They hired somebody. Their job is to somehow rig some kind of medical system so that he can just get signed by somebody and he just becomes somebody else's problem. Lukaku, I haven't heard shit about him. All I heard, it's like I, I swear they paid. All of the publications, as soon as, Ta- as, soon as Tottenham uh, sold Kane, they're like, oh my God, let's just flood the gates with Luke's to Tots news. And it's, it's going to happen. It'll write itself, guys. <laughs> History will write itself. And I have heard nothing about it. I would love for that to happen. But they're trying to offload a lot of people. Apparently, actually, um, Hall is, it might go for loan with a requirement to purchase Newcastle. Mm. They're playing in Europe now, so they're looking to get a proper second eleven. I know they bought uh, Livramento to to cover the side or the right side, so they need some back uh, some backup for Burn. And Matson, I think, might be sold too, which is sad because Matson is a solid player. But they're trying to get rid of a lot of players. I mean, even even apparently Gallagher was uh, was tied to or was being rumored to be on the exit. And even Liverpool, I actually read an article about Liverpool being associated with him, which, you know, wouldn't be a bad purchase for Liverpool, but I don't really see work out really well. another academy player. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a great player. He's got a great engine. He actually is very much a Liverpool kind of player. Hmm. You know, he, he's got, he's got 
the dude has he actually reminds me of, of Ramirez strictly because of his stamina. The dude runs nonstop. He is just uh, they call him Cardio Connor. Because the guy, the guy is honestly always running. He never seems like he gets tired. Sometimes, like last year, I think he could have been, uh, you know, some people didn't. Or, I mean, I, I, I haven't felt this way. that He was trying maybe a little bit too hard. It actually reminded me of back in the day when Salah, KDB, and even Lukaku were at Chelsea originally. And they were always like, even Marco Marin, who was supposed to be the next Messi. Ha ha. Oh my God, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. But all those guys, I remember when they were first starting uh, they, it's just like you're trying too hard. You're trying too hard, and you end up looking frantic. And Gallagher played so well when he was on loan at Palace, and then he came back. And again, it's like a lot of pressure. You know, it's your childhood club, and you want to make it. And you've seen so many people not make it, and then become something. I mean, Declan Rice is another one who was an academy reject, I mean, and then ended if, up uh, showing us otherwise. To pass. He he would be he would be a good like a very very interesting player, but. I think this I mean, year is his year. I think I think he can calibrate himself. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe he needs. It might be best for his career to go somewhere else, especially considering all these players we keep buying, and the fact that we need to balance the books. I mean, that's why I think a lot of these players are like been pushed out. Even Kai, I know Kai was like, "You got balance you're not performing very well." <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I think they have about ten years to balance the books. So. <laughs> I don't even I don't even pretend to ex- to understand how these are doing yeah, these like accounts are doing this voodoo. But I will say one thing. I said this in the, our group chat the other day. If these guys can afford to spend a billion on transfers, I think they can afford solid accountants and lawyers yeah, to avoid yeah. these issues. I was, I, was gonna, I was just gonna say that it's uh I I, I found it funny today that when I put the depth, char- the Jesus Christ case, we, when I put the depth depth chart together in Chelsea, <laughs> that there's so many players on Chelsea that none of us really realize that I put a starting twelve out in, instead of a starting eleven. Oh, you, yeah, you mi- you missed a few. You missed a few. As and the twelfth well. position think, uh, had Hudson a bunch of backups. Well, no, I, yeah. I intentionally left Hudson Doyle because I feured he's actually getting sold. But no, like I actually put I actually put twelve positions on the depth chart because there's so many fucking players. Because I was building it, and then all of a sudden I started putting a front three on top of a three and a five. But like, like I'm looking at it right now. So like currently on the books, aside from Hudson Doyle, you have uh, eight forwards, and then you that's right. <laughs> you have um, you've got seven midfielders. I mean, I gotta, I gotta look at this now. Six wing, like six wing backs, whether they're left or right, and then you have another uh, seven central defenders, and then three keepers, and then you're in. You're also looking for another keeper as a backup to Sanchez, and and another attacker Uh, because another attacker. So you know, they always make. There's always these weird signs, like Bettinelli. You know, I'm just like, okay, cool, yeah, uh, English guy. I thought he was Italian, but. English Italian heritage, but anyway, you you hire you sign this guy. Why? Probably to fill like and the also, homegrown quota because like they have. It's to also have so that. funny though. Yeah, they don't even have that anymore, right? Didn't they have that for like a season? They're like, nah, we're good. Oh, I thought they still had that. No, that's still there. Do they still there? Or do they change the requirements? It seems like Chelsea it just doesn't there. have to follow it because they don't have to follow any other rules. So, well, hey, <laughs> as long as they're on the team, they could be loaned out for seven years. It's not a big deal, right? <laughs> But even we, I look at this, I look at this, uh, this, this list you have here, and I'm like, 
so many of these players are going to be like Burstow, probably going to be loaned out. All they say is a question mark. Apparently, Crystal Palace is upset because they found out the very complex but low um, transfer clause that they had, and they're upset about it, but also about the pursuit themselves. I forget. It. I, I don't know exactly what, what the beef is there, but apparently it's a very, very uh, complex release clause in his contract, and they sussed it out, and it, and it quite equal to like yeah, 25 million pounds or something like that. Weird, because I thought at least it was like a done deal yesterday. I think it's thirty-five. You know what? I'm I'm not going to uh, say anything until I see him sign some. You know, as per usual, you never know. That's how I feel right now with our team. That was the same thing with. um, Yeah, go for it. Oh, I would imagine that's why Crystal Palace would be upset. They're seeing Mudrik and anyone else going for you know seventy to a hundred million pounds. A hundred million dollars, and then they're gonna like, oh, we're gonna lose our star player for thirty-seven or thirty-five. Yeah, like, what? Whose fault is that? Who has a release clause on somebody for thirty-five mil? I mean, apparently it was hard to figure out, but I mean, you're talking about billion-dollar clubs, brands. These people <laughs> hire quite smart individuals who could figure this shit out. I said that's just over overlooking a contract um, that probably the play like you know players generally want release clauses and clubs don't um, at least in England and you know obviously La Liga and whatever it's like automatic and forced but like here it's not that common in in the EPL right so I, it's kind of funny that maybe they snuck one in and they're like oh it's super complicated it's unlikely it'll be met or whatever it's like they just forgot about it yeah it seems like an Maybe oversight to not know right deep in. yeah it's, it is funny it, and it's like really I mean obviously he wants to leave. They had a, an agreement with the player before that even before that even went through. But it's like you have to um, immediately accept it. There's nothing you can do about it. That's how release clauses work. But anyway, he's going to come in. Lukaku's going to get out somewhere. I, I, honestly, I feel like it's even if they have to if send you're him lucky. off to his own island and still pay for him. I mean, what an idiot. We talked about it last time. We don't even talk about the gamble. What a moron! I hope I, I like. I really hope you guys can't get him off your books. You just got to keep fucking paying him to like dude, sit around and do fuck all. I, I saw the video I just again, him, but also don't uh, register the, the blocked goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the blocked goal in the Champions League final, he's just sitting there like looking like an idiot. Oh, is that ball coming toward me? Is it? Oh, it hit me! God damn! Wait, I'm in front of the goal. Oh, the goalie wasn't there. Oh damn! Are you stupid? Like you're you're a fucking professional athlete. His reaction speed was non-existent. Like he was already thinking about like grandmother Juventus could have fucking flinched more than this guy. Yeah, and then you you're he's 30, too busy dreaming about the old lady. <laughs> Thirty-five <laughs> mental agility. But yeah, all these like they're gonna loan at all these fucking players, man. And cuckoo apparently cuckoo might uh, be sold as well. Just something. Why'd you pay that much money for a backup? No one, he's not going to be better than Chili Willy. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, and that, not, that, not uh, just like, that wasn't just a small purchase. What was a 70 fucking million? I remember when that first came out, I, I thought, think it was. this think can't it was be real. Like, there's just no fucking way that this is a real deal. It's like, oh no, it was. Even for fun, too. Also, I was like, man, really? end up playing him at fucking center back half the time. I saw him play a center back more than I saw him at left wing back or left back. Okay, honestly, like you just no one in their right mind is going to say any manager we had 
apart from Tommy Tukes last season, had any right being a top level manager. I have no idea how they ever got the job. It was just embarrassing. Well, I mean, Especially you, you watch the game this weekend though. Like Bosch comes in. Oh, wow. So they, and honestly, they didn't really make that many changes. Like we had Jackson in there, but Cuckoo's injured. And sure, you had Disaster too, but for the most part, players that were around last season. And wow, they can actually pass. They can actually be progressive. It's possible. What changed? Is that possible that it's down to the manager knowing how to manage a team? That's... I mean, I would say the number one thing is players like Enzo actually having a full preseason on top of the back of a half of last season. Let me just, uh, on my, uh, let me just get my little canoe here and backpedal a little bit from what I was saying last week. My name's Tibbs. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> no, but it's, it's – Pach even mentioned it, though, in preseason. He said another problem that they had last year was there's just too many bodies. As a coach, especially not as a very, very experienced coach, like, for instance, Super Frank, man, like – I love Super Frank, great player, but he's way out of his depth. And for any manager to manage that many bodies, you can't even get him in the dressing room around you to talk. How many? They had like thirty players there. What the? Who am I talking to right now? Where is he? Where, where is he? Okay, guys, move out of the way. I got to see him. I want to make eye contact. Speaking like it's, of it's how many players, can we just go over the actual uh, transfer list here that? Uncle Todd has bought since he took over last oh, year. God. These are all in uh, dollars. Uh, so in case anyone complains American about the number dollars. So starting summer 22, Wesley Fofana, 88 million. Jesus pounds. Makes me feel like I forget the price. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a conversion table right now. So we're going to go dollars. Cucurella, 71.5 million. Sterling, ah. 61.5 million. Oh, yo. Worst signing ever. Eight sterling. Kulabali, <laughs> 41.6 million. Oh, uh, fucking Chuck 19.7 million. He was Pierre very good in Napoli. Emmerich Aubameyang, 13.1 million. Uh, <laughs> Slonina. Don't forget, the, don't forget the loan fee for fucking Felix. Well, Zakaria's loan fee was 3.3 million. So yeah. that, was, that was last summer. So January comes wow. around. Like he didn't even play. Did you guys ever play Zakaria? He did. Like, no, no. I remember seeing him a he couple did. of games. Like he he was, was honestly very good. He was injured for, for a decent mm -hmm. amount of it. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, like the couple times I saw him, he seemed good. Like he's so fast and strong. I, I don't know what great he's bad ball at, control. But... Great ball control. Yeah. Honestly, I was I thought he was uh very, 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 very good look. Good looking on the pitch, very sexy on the pitch. Nice moves, very nice curves. We get anyway, to January, <laughs> and this one bothers me because I just found the other day that we were actually offered this player for 15 million pounds last summer, but passed on it, and then he had a great World Cup, and then you guys bought Enzo Fernandez for 132.5 million. A great Followed. World Cup. Is that what you say? Yeah, he had a great World Cup. <laughs> Slightly better than great. But to be fair, in hindsight, good. it's uh, Portuguese league players coming to the Premier League don't have a great track record. So I can understand I why, you know, clubs that are like just penny pinchers at like Liverpool would be hesitant. 15 mil these days for a center mid that's like a senior center mid with potential is nothing. So that part is, is a little annoying. But uh -huh. to be fair, a lot of Portuguese league players come here and just immediately leave because they just cannot yeah. cut it, especially with the physicality. 
But at the same time, didn't we also spend like 80 million on or 70 million on Nunez, like in the exact same window? Like yes. that's, and, that's and, what I don't understand. It's like we, we took him, but we wouldn't take Fernandez for 15 million. It's insane. But that's literally, he was like a top five striker prospect in the world. Whereas like for center mids of Enzo's profile before the World Cup, there's dozens and dozens, I would say, in that category. Also, uh, which I think Nunez was overpriced, of, uh, right? But. I don't want to get but out too often, but at the same time, yeah. we knew for two years at that point that we needed more midfielders. Yeah. So yeah, that, 15, that, 15 that was just money, though. Price, you you I can, got money for money, and you wanted a replacement for money. That's all that was. It was just a transaction. But yeah, you guys just a very, 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 very limited market, right? There's very few players who are like considered like absolute top pr- striking prospects, but are not you know far away from the first team. It was basically him, Holland, and like maybe two others at the time. Uh, so it's you know, and who are of that are not a club bigger than yours? Sure, but <laughs> yeah. but but I, I, my other point though is that the, like we we've known for two years that we needed midfield in, like reinforcements, and a, a decent player for fifteen million was like not picked up. Anyways, well, listen, now for eighteen, got you got a thirty-year-old. You got thirty-year-old Japanese <laughs> instead, which I, I did yeah. read this today though, which was interesting because I actually do like him. Um, he, I, I don't know if he'll adapt to the Premier League fast enough. He's a very weird uh, running like gate, I guess you would call it. Um, he's like fast but not fast. Weird, interesting player. But he had the most uh, successful duels in the last two seasons in the Bundesliga. Well, we'll seems see. like a band aid purchase, but you guys just need depth. Yeah. So it's kind of I mean, hard. Right? It's, it's late in the it's late in the game now. Which is another thing I was like, it's such a risk, especially for Liverpool. For Chelsea's mm-hmm. difference, like it's we need to get rid of players. And it was less less on the line. But Liverpool, it's like you guys are so desperate. You lose you lose like uh Fabinho and Henderson in the same window. Ox, Milner. Like we lost five Milner, senior Mil- we lost Milner, five senior mid brothers. Milner, I, th- I think, was expected is going to move on. Keita, I think, just didn't never cut it at Liverpool. No, he was always was injured. injured. And Ox was, was promising. Injured. He was very good in the Bundesliga, but I, yeah. I just thought that it was like should have been done earlier. And I think Klopp had to basically. It sounded like he had to ruffle a few feathers to to sort of even get them interested in battling for Casera. Uh, it seems like well, they just yeah. wouldn't give him the kitty to do anything when it's like, the come on, man. The whole Fabinho Henderson thing definitely took everybody off guard. So it was definitely like a matter of scrambling. But just for the, the reason that there was not a lot of depth, right? That you, you kind of know that you're consciously a, a bit fucking over your club. I and think your captain. I think Henderson yeah. well, Henderson they had a they had like a team meeting and stuff, and he said like he didn't want to hold the club back. So I think that he saw one, his role diminishing, but two, he figured you guys are going to be able to cash in on me for like a pretty decent price for a player my age that you should be able to turn back into buying some youth and stuff to like kind of replace me. Um, but, you know, we have really awesome people running the place right now. I miss Michael Edwards almost daily at this point. You guys just need Everton's midfield. 
They're, so, I mean, they're just next door. I just steal them. They won't fucking look. dare you I say mean, that. Honestly, though, Onana and Dukure would 100% walk into that team right now because you literally don't have a center mids. I wasn't even joking because they, I, I, like, literally, I was thinking Onana and Dukure are actually fantastic <laughs> midfielders. And, you know, you don't really have to pay a lot for the bus fare. And listen, they don't really need to relocate. <laughs> they already live there. So it's fine. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. You don't need to sell them on the accent or the shitty weather or food. They're already used to it. It's always on the accent. Just always going off on the Funny, accent. I was, because <laughs> not too long ago, I was on a bus or sorry, a train uh, in Amsterdam. And I remember Rebecca was like, who is my wife? For those who don't know. But she turned to me and said, what is that accent? Is it, are these people speaking English? I'm like, yes, honey. They're Liverpoolian. And that is, you're, you're listening to one of the most irritating accents. And this is also low-class Liverpoolian, by the way. This is w- worker class and say not low-class. I don't know if you PC about it. Blue collar. But anyway, it is, it is quite unfortunate. I mean, there are nicer ones, but, you know, just watch the video of uh, anything Wayne Rooney says ever. <laughs> or watch the video of Stevie G trying to speak Arabic. That one's pretty good. Pretty good Uh, stuff. I had a good laugh with that one. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. It's just the accent makes it so much harder for you, buddy. I understand you're trying good effort, (laughs) but Jesus Christ. I will I will give Kara credit that uh, over the years he's like definitely softened his accent as he's been working on Sky. I was gonna say being a I swear to God they hired somebody. Yeah, they hired somebody. He has a, he has like the the king speech, uh, you know, yeah, speech therapist every day. That's not the back, you go back to like his his first season on say like oh I never like I, I used to was it, whenever I try to get a, a scouse accent, I was like, go to go to fucking Viagra suck at me fucking neck. That's like that's how I can yeah, I have to say those the, words. Go to fucking Viagra suck at me fucking words. neck. Yeah, that's there yeah, you go. man. It's like it's like some weird. I don't even know, man. It's like got a bit of Scottish twang in there sometimes. You're like, what is going on in that? You know what's well, funny yeah, is that it's you like some Scottish, some Irish, some Welsh. The tune like accent too, though, is, is quite unfortunate. Tune? Oh, shall Ooh. we naturally progress Ooh. to Ooh. my boy Tonali in having a beautiful debut? Yeah, well, but we didn't even finish. We haven't even gone through half of the fucking team that you've bought. Oh, yet. shit. We got sidetracked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where are we now? So let's, let's How much fire did they up. spend? We're, so, we're at Kulabali? <laughs> Mudrick, 76.6 million. Badashi, we're not even 41, halfway through January. <laughs> 41.6 million. Medweki, or how do you pronounce his name? 38.8 or 38.3 million. Gusto, 32.8 million. Andre Santos, 13.7. Fofana, 13.1. Uh, oh, sorry, that's that's David Fofana, not Wesley. Wesley was the first one. Zhao Felix, $12 million loan fee. Yeah, that was Jesus stupid. Christ. That was desperation. That was, we're we get... embarrassing ourselves. What can we do? Well, yeah. we're American and we're and rich. he was garbage. That's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wants yeah, his he, dream move to Barcelona. Oh, he had a beautiful debut, though. He was shown the beautiful color he that he did, loves. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what, 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 what team are you from? Oh, the red team. Goodbye. <laughs> Go back outside. And then we get to this summer. We get uh, Gabriel for 16.4 million. Robert Sanchez, 25 million. Ugo Chukwu, 30 million. Jackson, 40 million. DeSassi, 50 million. And Cuckoo, 65.7 million. And then yep. the uh, the battle 
of the Brightons, or I guess uh, whatever you want to say, uh, Caicedo, 146.1 million. And then you're going in for Lavia, which is going to be converted. It'll be like 70 million. And then, well, at least if you get them, it's going to be a steal at like $30 million. But that is um, a steal. yeah, there's been a couple uh, good pieces of business in there. Andre Santos was good. Uh, Buddy Chile was a few good. under the under the forty million mark or under you know thirty five million mark. Yeah, there's like yeah. a handful in there. Those are actually really good deals with especially French clubs that are just piss poor and they just don't have bargaining power. And a big dick Chelsea who's mm-hmm, come in yeah. here with a checkbook and steal with like literally five the kind of high end prospects from uh, or not prospects but like high end high potential players from Liga for pretty small fucking I fees. Those Chelsea are all playing in Chelsea, by the way. If they were playing in the EPL, some of those prices would be ridiculous. Like Gusto yeah, would have been 60-70. Um, Oguch, like that, that guy, would, he, that, that would be 60. Like they just it's half price basically yeah. to go from Ligon. But to be fair, Ligon is also a horrible place for players to actually adapt to the Premier League. They have a pretty bad percentage rate of players that actually make it here. Yeah. Three also, there was, there's two there's two young players though that like Andres Santos was a great buy because I mean it's a gamble obviously with any of these like apparent or supposed wonder kids but also uh, Cesare Casade I think you did I think you missed him he was also a purchase yeah he went I to Leicester just uh, yeah. a couple days ago he was one of the Leicester very, very good player played very this, well this for actually the perfect segue for one of the most annoying fucking things about Chelsea is you start with a bunch of fucking illegal cash injections, and realistically, you can tie this back to like Abramovich. This is 10, 10 years ago. Buy eight fucking 20. thousand players. Um, oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, even more. But I mean, like, just in terms of if you want to do it, it's like cyclically, like the you know, this army. massive, yeah, cash injection, which you shouldn't have done, but for different ways. And Man City does the same thing, just different ways of cheating to get that money in initially. And then what do you do with it? A pretty smart thing is fucking buy everyone loan out this army and then you know if you buy a bunch of players that have you know decent potential uh you know expectations even if they don't fulfill them you get a good amount of your money back and also if you have that kind of money you can pick players like that's the thing that drives me crazy when people say oh well the net spend is is not bad for this club look it's similar to whatever uh, man united arsenal whatever it's really really just playing games of numbers because at the end of the day if you have an unlimited budget that's you know illegally brought in and you get to pick and choose the prime targets you want with no budget on the back end. You can just pick targets that are going to have good resale value. You're not, for example, uh, I see even Liverpool is a decent uh, example here where you're not like, kind of stuck looking between our own club philosophy, what age of players we want, profile that meets our uh, coaches' you know, requirements, uh, and then also within budget. You have so many constraints to work with. And, you know, and the final thing being a self-fulfilling, like, or sorry, a self-sustaining model, uh, financial model. You have literally five tiers of things you need to cross off to find a player that fits all of those and get it. That's a difficult thing to do versus you come in saying, listen, we don't have a, we don't have a budget. We're going to go to Leon, tell them here's $30, $30 million, give us that fucking player. And, uh, you know, once you do that, even if 70% of your players get sold on later and they're not really successful, you end up making so much money back that every year they say, look, our net spend is not that bad. But it's just a fucking self-perpetuating cycle of bullshit. And Man City yeah. have done it slightly differently. Without a loan army, they just picked really high-value targets. So, so and you Man just City. described capitalism. <laughs> so here's this, <laughs> the quick little comparison between City and Chelsea with this whole thing. So uh, Chelsea, 
or sorry, I'll start with City has spent since uh, Pep took over about a billion pounds since 2016. In 18, 15 months, I guess, as you can say at this point, um, it works out to just shy of 900 million pounds is what uh, Boolean Company has spent. And we've been complaining about the bullshit of city spending and their financial power, and blah, blah, blah. And we're also looking at like Newcastle on the horizon. But these fuckers have done it in just over a year. What we've been complaining about for almost a decade was well, city. We haven't like, won anything insane. yet, so don't complain until the trophies start coming in, right? Also, whatever happened to all those like hundred plus infractions that Man City were caught up doing? Was it weren't those actually proven? And then there's like 115 or some shit. We're gonna it's, get it's them real good, being guys. Investigated. Oh, the season started. Let's enjoy. Here's some popcorn. Yeah. I think that's what happens every time. It's the the problem is that it's all a business, and at the end of the day, it's good for the, for the Premier League, it's good for the FA to have these top notch players. And sadly, it's sadly, but that is how it works. And you know what you're saying, like Tibbs, your breakdown of the whole slide players and the small amount. It's happening. That's like you're basically explaining the real estate market as well. <laughs> I'm going to buy yeah, 15 I'm, condos. I'm going to Airbnb them all out, make more ideal, money than my mortgage. Ideal scenario, it would be stopped, and that's one thing. But I think the what bothers me more than that, because that's, you know, uh, what do you call it, like a system, systemic change. That's a big issue that's not going to get solved in one season, whatever else. What bothers me more, just as a, just a personal annoyance, is just seeing people conflate the idea of net spend and just think that like oh it's all even and a, a second dimension of that is not looking at bonuses and salaries which again massively changes the picture um because like a of club course. like you know man united uh and with the uh, chelsea and man city the salaries they pay is worth more than the actual outlay of transfer funds so like you can't l- look at well, that and say compared to another club be like oh well look they're similar spending it's like but these things that we're not accounting for it makes it a completely different picture so it's so, a meaningless comparison that's what Chelsea's doing differently, though. Is they they have they have a very much an American um, contract signed with all these new players that is heavily performance based, and apparently that's one of the reasons they're going to be very strict with Sterling, is that Sterling is actually on an older contract, legacy contract, if you will, where he's getting paid a lot of money per week. Doesn't matter how he performs. These other players, there's a lot of clauses in there like, oh, if you get X amount of goals, you're going to get this bonus. If you do this, you're going to get this bonus. In the third year of your contract, you're going to get this increase, whatever it may be. You're guaranteed to get an improvement at this point. And that's another way that they're kind of getting away with it and spreading it out, which eventually the Premier League is actually going to close that loophole. I thought they already closed it, which is funny enough, but apparently it's going to happen. I don't even know if it's going to be the beginning of 2024. Or, or the summer transfer window, but they're going to close it. And it's funny that they didn't move quicker because you already knew it. They showed their cards fully uh, in January last year that this is how they're going to go about it. They're doing these long-term contracts where they're paying people out over a long period of time. Well, I, I don't think they're changing as well as these bonuses. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they're changing the rule for contracts. I think it's just for not, transfer no, to clubs. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that yeah, part exactly. of the contract, right? The contract with the club, not with the player. 
yeah, yeah and that's okay, what they're yeah. doing right they're spreading it out to say hey i only paid 15 million for google but i i didn't funny pay thing with this though with, with both ends of that is that it's really useful for a club that has money today and expects like success very quickly uh, both for the contract and for the the actual transfer fees but what it does is it puts you on like a collision course for five years from now or four years from now uh let's say for example caicedo and you know eight of his uh, you know recent signings I don't know, let's say half of them have pretty bad next two seasons. Their value drops significantly. And even if they're making, you know, not necessarily their full contract worth, the amount of capital tied up in those things or those those transfers and being unable to get past FPP or whatever, like FFPP, like it, you're going to be stuck pretty much banking that these players have to fucking make it because you're not going to go out and spend a billion next season or the next two seasons because you're going to have every understand. year already taken out a, a bunch of like you're taking loans for future fair play regulations basically yeah but i don't know see this is the one thing that, I, that i'm still unclear about which i need to find out but let's say i buy a player let's use just a you know a nice round number let's say I, i'm, I'm going to buy this player for 80 million pounds and i'm going to spread it out 20 million every year for the next four years that's what i'm going to pay for them. now if in year two you want to sell them, you're now forty mil in the hole. You haven't paid the remainder forty mil. If you pay them or if you sell them right then, then it's like okay, I'm just going to take that transfer money and I'm going to do I do I give it? I guess you have to then. I don't know how these clauses work. You're going to have to give forty million to that original um, club that you bought them for. Yeah, it's like two separate twenty. The yeah, but it's like that forty mil spend never happened. But the difference the here, though, as well. is that so when you have, let's say, you're you're buying them for eighty million, right? You're not paying that over four years, five years. There's going to be like three payments over like a year and a half that you got to make to that club. But on your books, when you're doing, when you're forging your numbers and shit, you're going to say, oh, we're only we're only paying out out of our out of our net spend twenty million per year. That's what we're going to charge back as like a deficit each year. Is it's that actually fucking, what they're doing, or that's what yeah. you're you're, you're no, guessing? That's, that's that's how the accounting works is that you amortize it on your books as a, as a spend per year but you actually have to pay to that club over a much shorter time well, like, that's what, that I'm possible. what that period of paying the club is that's what there's, i want depends to on the club no, though right there's no club that's going to let you pay them 80 million dollars over fucking 8 years like they're not they're not going to allow that to happen but there are some that I remember reading before. Um, Arsenal did this for a few transfers in our last, like, with I guess when Emery was there and we did a bunch of stuff with Pepe and whatever. We did have some that were like four year splits, which at the time was like kind of not really common. Um, four, maybe, sure. But I mean, yeah, you're not going to years is not happening. Five, like, six, seven, eight years, years that's not yeah. going to happen. No, yeah. no, I'm not talking about that. I was talking, like, I thought that was a, a good example of like 80 mil, 20 mil a year for the next four years. And it's like a club, maybe a lower club, would be like I'd like a steady injection like that. And I can guarantee getting maybe a higher price for this player, which is what Chelsea's doing too. Like I will pay you more than anybody else for this mm -hmm. player, but these are the stipulations. I'm just unclear because I don't, I, obviously I'm not privy to this. I don't know if it's even public domain to be able to see this information on what the nitty gritty is. Like I'd be curious to see, Caicedo is a, is a good example because it's recent of exactly how that payment is happening um, in terms of their accounting representation of that. That's a whole different story, but I'm wondering how Brighton is being paid for Caicedo. 
is this a lump sum? Is this over the period of a year? Is it two years? Is it the majority this year? My understanding is almost all football transfers are not that are in large amounts are never in one sum, like one wire transfer. It's broken up into pieces. I don't think it is too, but but the question is like over a, yeah, it's usually over a, not too long of a time. Like, you know, it's going to be maybe months, a year, year and a half, depending on what they agree on. But it's usually almost never in a large transfer. One actual is what I've read on the subject. Yeah, it'll it'll be several payments over a couple of years for sure. Yeah, I highly doubt it's one lump sum. I'm just that's that's my question mark, right? I, I don't know what exactly that breakdown is. How long of a period and and how much? What is the amount? The funny you know, and, the and funny thing with that though is that Brighton could spend that money immediately. A good example is uh, when uh, Spurs sold uh, what's his name? The uh, I was going to call him the monkey, um, Gareth Bale, and. Uh, <laughs> You're allowed I to call think him of the name for a second. Yeah, um, I was worried where you're going to go with that one. <laughs> bail, like, okay, we'll let that we'll let that slide. All right, that's good. Yeah, that's um, all right. We checked that with our lawyers. You're all right. Go go ahead. Our legal's giving me the go ahead. So another they got episode cancel free. <laughs> yeah, they they got a hundred mil for him, and they turned around and spent it the same window because again, it's basically IOUs for big companies, right? You have and a guarantee oh of incoming. Wasn't uh, that quite money. possibly one of the worst spends of a hundred million that that window? Too? That was great. Lamella is a fantastic player. Not at Spurs, though. Um, <laughs> it's a, he's been very good at other clubs, uh, which is the funny thing. But, he was uh, not made for er- Ericsson, like I think did. Erickson was the only good. Or is there one other? I think because of like they bought eight players, and I think there was two good ones in there, like Erickson and um, else. But but anyways, my point being is that Brighton can go and spend the money now because they have a guarantee of that money coming in. So even though now they give someone else an IOU in the same way that Chelsea have given them an IOU. So they oh, still use it. I, so it's kind of irrelevant. I, I had a joke that I wanted to say, I just couldn't find a, like, a time to get it out. But when you said that Sterling's contract was a little like old, I was going to say, are you trying to say that his contract is prehistoric? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, I I found it. I found it. You want you want the breakdown of what they used to bail money for? I got an article. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Fuck it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Nasser Chadley, seven oh, mil. Oh man, he actually wasn't bad for them. To be fair, Vlad, Chiriches, eight point five mil. Him. Etienne Capou, nine mil. Christian huh. Eriksen, eleven point five. Steel. Wow, that was that's a steal. steal. Paulinho. Who ended up killing it at Barca? 17 mil, though, for, from Corinthians. Eric Lamella, 25.8 from Roma. Back then, and that was a huge fucking the great thing. Roberto Soldado, oh, 26 man. mil, Valencia. He was a flop and a half. That's it. Those are the buys. And what was it, like 2011 or something? Oh, I feel God. like he scored Let's like three goals. That <laughs> was not good. This was. Eric Lamella, 2013 was Lamella. I'll be right back. When did he come in here? Twenty fifteen. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. He he left Spurs for Villarreal. Yeah, but the yeah, the bail yeah. the bail transfer was twenty thirteen. Yeah, 2013. So, this is all 2013. That's crazy. 26 million in 2013. Dude, uh, you know what I just forgot about? Because I was just reading about Paulinho. It's like, oh, he went to Barcelona. He played pretty well. And then he went to Guangzhou. 
I almost forgot about China trying oh, to do what Saudi China. Arabia did. Yeah. I'm very interested if it's going to end the same way. You remember like Drogba went there, Oscar went there in his prime. It was sad. Ramirez also in his prime. Chelsea sold a lot to China, actually. I, I feel like Saudi has more sustainability just because of the pure amount of cash that like the state has. I think Whereas, they also like, have a slightly, slightly more accessible country. Yeah. Slightly. Slightly. For sure. Yeah, but it's funny. All the Brazilians were there. Remember Hulk? Hulk went there. Didn't yeah. Falcao go to China? Did he? No, he oh, went he back might. to South America. Did he? I don't know. Yeah. But I remember like Oscar oh, went, Ramirez went. Man, I almost forget well, about like all these all these number nine that came to Chelsea that tried to fill Drago's boots. And you, you think about like Alexander Pato and Falcao. Oh God, you guys didn't have Pato for a while. I forgot about yeah, that man. too. Pato, like I remember him at AC, he was solid. Yeah. Falcao didn't go. He went to Galatasaray. That's where he went. Mm, okay. It's so funny. He was at Monaco. He got loaned to Manchester United from 2014, 2015. Then the next season, got loaned to Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Manchester in, in Man U, he was he made twenty six appearances, four goals. Chelsea, ten appearances, one goal. Yeah, he was a flop at both. Galatasaray, thirty four appearances, nineteen goals. But you know what's crazy? Atletico Madrid, two thousand eleven to two thousand thirteen, sixty eight appearances, fifty two goals. Yeah, he was a machine there. Dirty. Even Monaco, one hundred and eight appearances, sixty five goals. Talking about, um, don't say his name, the fucking Colombian guy. Hell yeah, El, El Tigre. Tigre. I was trying to guess it was based oh, on I the thought, clubs. I thought you said we're not to say his name, that you're going to say like uh, um, El Jefe. Who's El Jefe? Um, or El you know, Tigre. Why can't I think of his name right now? Cocaine guy. Escobar. Escobar. <laughs> he he who shall not be named. Listen, Voldemort, Voldemort is gonna come, come shoot you in your fucking bed, okay? Hey, so um I was hoping that the forest was actually gonna tie it up and make you guys sad on Saturday. Well it's funny because uh that goal, I actually loved the goal that Forrest scored. Like the the player as well. I actually love uh Tewo, like the striker. Yeah, like he him. is so fucking him. fast and so fucking big. I love players like that who are just immense athletes with immense strength and yet somehow are so mobile. And like, yeah, he's not gonna have the agility to turn like you know sharp corners and stuff and dribble people in the box. But when he gets in a straight line, he holy shit! And he just came back from yeah. injury, ran half the length of the field after getting the ball, like I think at half, um, and then actually scored a nice goal off of it too. Uh, well, I guess not necessarily a nice goal, but a nice play. And it's like, yeah, it's against Arsenal, it's against my club, but I really did actually enjoy that goal. You can't hate on a good goal. That's the thing, right? No matter what team you support or who, if even if they're scoring against you in an important game, you can still appreciate it. There's so many times. I mean, like, there's times when I did detest City, but then you see a run of play and you're like, okay, yeah, that was nice. Like a ball by KDB. Like, I'm not going to hate on KDB. Sad that he's injured for a long time. Timber, two, I mean, six months is. Uh, if if Holland gets injured, 
Arsenal, I think we actually might be able to win the league. If KDB and Haaland are injured for several months of the year, that's the only chance. You know what I want? There is I for, want for that anyone to, to win the league other than City. I feel like it's going to happen. Not that I want this to happen. I feel like this is going to happen. Though. You know, Haaland's going to get injured. City's going to start to languish a bit. They're going to fall back. Arsenal's going to be like, oh, it's ours. It's ours. It's ours. Then they're going to they're typically, so as they do, shit the bed and then fucking watch just Newcastle. They're like, <laughs> all right, we'll take it. Honestly, if anyone other than City wins, I wouldn't be mad at it. Like, I would like it to be Arsenal, but I would be honestly, happy I wouldn't mind it being a refresher of, of a team that doesn't normally. I mean, honestly, any team that isn't City is a team that doesn't normally win it, so it'll be fine either way. But I, I wouldn't I would, even be upset well, about Tune winning it. They're playing pretty good football. I would as well, but I wouldn't want to see Newcastle do it just because it it reinforces the whole money from. Uh, okay, but good players make people. a good team, and money buys players. So money, therefore, can give you success. Yeah, doesn't doesn't equally doesn't 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 literally translate to that, but it, it gives you the platform. Unfortunately, and some teams don't have historical uh, wealth and haven't invested properly to have that. Like you look at a club like Arsenal or Manchester United or even Liverpool, who have a long history and have a lot of money. That has been invested and built and in, in, in into the team, and, and they have they're they're a successful business and have been for a long time. And for all these other teams to make it, they need a bit of an injection. I mean, look at City. We like Tibbs. We were at a fucking City game. Remember, they just bought fucking what the hell? Who was his name? Left what was his name? No B. Sort of the B. Oh man, it was uh yeah what, Yacubo. What position? Ah, fucking hell! Is he a striker? Oh no, he's the, the, oh, the guy. The, the guy no. from Zimbabwe. Yes. Oh, yeah, Benny. Benny. Uh, Dude, fucking. Well, we're gonna we're gonna figure his name, but anyway, Yakubu. I think wasn't it? Was it Everton City? When Yakubu was playing. It was. Uh, it, it wasn't Yakubu. Yeah. It was Lescott, and Lescott fucking scored two goals. Benny, what the fuck is your name? Was on the team, wasn't he? I don't know if he was there at the time. Uh, ben Yanni is his name. Um, ben Yanni. I almost said Ben Ayun. I'm like, no, it's not fucking Israeli <laughs> Ben Ayun. Um, but yeah, I remember we were there and it's like, that was Prieti had as well. That, that stadium was whatever. And Blue Moon was sung decently strong. <laughs> and they had purple jerseys. And they were shit. <laughs> I like, kind of wish I actually you need to it's like hey let's let's make up for like a loss of having you know a wealthy history for the last like 100 years <laughs> it's like 40, 40 years or so and uh, let's make up for that in, in about 5 years with just tossing cash in but at the beginning it was like you know they're chicken without a head buying everybody not working not working not working that's why these clubs have to uh, get somebody at the helm which is the thing that's that that's fucked Chelsea though is that they don't have that, con- that uh, consistency of like a Klopp or Guardiola or even um, you know Arsenal has had faith in their managers. They've had a few shitty managers since Wenger left, even near Wenger's uh, latter years. But it's like you believe in a player, and then you have some kind of system there. But those those clubs actually have that that belief higher. Or more more ingrained in the club than at the manager level too, which allows them to have some consistency in the way that they have been running their business and keep them profitable. And 
it's it's tough for the other teams to to try to play catch up. I'm not saying that it's it's a good way to do it. I, I just feel like I don't really know how else they're going to do it other than taking 20 years to to maybe potentially catch up. But in those 20 years, those other clubs have you know continued to expand. Like look at Man U's like revenue is is insane from media and and uh, even merch sales. Like they're a huge global brand one of the most successful. Like you look at the profit, it's like Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Manchester United are powerhouse brands. Yeah. These guys are like fucking Gucci, but more it's accessible. Still, it still blows my mind that, that United can still be within the financial... They make uh, so much money, man. But they have They're, 500 million pounds in debt. It, like that... I understand it's an accounting thing, but it just it just blows my mind that like it that's is, a it thing is. That's possible. But when you see the when you see the profit from media sales and all these other things that they pull in mm-hmm. every year, it's it's obscene. It's obscene. They they could they could not qualify for Europe play like shit, and these guys are still making bank. Yeah, their commercial numbers are are crazy. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely mental. I and do wonder that, if that'll ever change, like, right? If people ever think like, hey, you know, for a long time, they've been this club that everyone, you know, globally are recognized this and that. But if they have a few more years of mediocrity, I wonder if that will actually make the brand suffer. I was going to just so? bring it's that like, up. Somebody said that about, apart. Yeah, so but like somebody getting, said that recently about these players like Caicedo and, and Lavia picking Chelsea, like actually verbally or like individually deciding to pick Chelsea over Liverpool. And somebody put a good theory together and they said, I, I think there's actually validity in this. They said, if you think about a young player that's maybe 20 odd years old, the last 10 years has been basically Man City, a bit of Liverpool in there in recent years because of Klopp, which, you know, you can't say anything bad about what Klopp's done there. But for the most part, it's been City, Chelsea, Manchester United in the last 10 years that has really dominated English football. So mm-hmm. when you think about a player making a decision that's that that's that young, like who are they thinking about? Like who who do they grow up idolizing? These are like people who are like, oh, I Drogba was my was my was my idol, or Michael Essien, or or any of these kind of players, you know. And it's kind of interesting because you know, go back ten years and it's a totally different thing. It's like, well, Chelsea, I don't know, they're they're new kids on the block, you know, they're not really that good. But if you're if you're young, that's all you know. It's kind of interesting thinking about the next generation and like what they've been exposed to football wise mm-hmm. and like what they think a successful team historically is because their history is a very short window. They're not talking like, oh, this club was big in 1910. It doesn't matter to them, right? It's kind of interesting uh-huh. aspect well, to that, look at. That's even why with the whole Caicedo thing, like I wasn't like when when it became apparent that like he decided that he had chosen Chelsea. I, just go, I was, wasn't even bothered. But I'm like, okay, well, that's just, that's where he wants to play. So good on him. Why would you want to play? Whole, that doesn't want to be at your club anyway, yeah, right? hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, I wasn't bothered by whatsoever. The whole thing with Lavia though, is like little, a little upset that he ended up changing mind, but I know that it's entirely our fault because he felt like, well, I'm just your second, second choice. Like you were in for yeah. me. And then you were, you were, heckling over fucking what two million pounds you were wanted to pay 48 brighton just wanted 50 you wouldn't pay that then two days later you go and put a 110 million pound bid out on caicedo it's like well fuck you guys and why would i ever want to sign for you when like there's like that much it's it's crazy oh hampton wanted to not bright 
but yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I was <laughs> getting confused. God damn it. He's yeah, too close. Yeah. Fuck them both. All these fucking things. No, but, I agree. I, I yeah. read that article too that he actually came out and said, I felt like I was second choice and Chelsea yeah. didn't fuck around. They came in, they gave what, what was asked. I think they made one bid just to test the waters and then they, they made a serious bid. Yeah. Again, yeah, put, I mean, is it good for your career? 50, Are you going to start? 55 million like a week ago or whatever when yeah. we were, when we were haggling over two. Um, but yeah, in, 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 in that case, like at even there, like I can't be mad at Lavia. Can't be mad at Caicedo for going to a club that he wanted to play for. Cool. Awesome for you. And I can't be for Lavia for being fucking put off by a team that really insulted him. And yeah. like, and for, I'm embarrassed that it got to there. Like that was, it's, it's, it's kind of silly, but at the same time, it, I will say the slight little caveat to that is that, well, you know, Lavia, you were actually the third choice at Chelsea because they did have a deal in place for Tyler Adams. He did have his medical and then they're like, eh, we're going to go for Caicedo. So like there were still other players so that, that were ahead of you. you know what happened that deal though? He, he had a, he had a, a lingering injury. Mm. And that mm. was the reason. Yeah. Apparently. There was a lingering injury. There was something with his contract that they didn't like after they went through all that stuff. And it was like, I don't think we're going to go with this, but yeah, for sure. But I don't think that they, I don't know. Who knows what happens behind closed doors? Like, yeah, is Liverpool like whispering sweet nothings into the guy's ear and then turning around and, and bidding 100 mil for Caicedo right after? Like, maybe that happened. I just mm-hmm. thought it was an interesting take to, because I never thought about it. Like, if you're a young player, what, what teams are, are big teams to you? You know, what are, what are successful clubs in your mind? Because, you know, of people of our generation, it's just like, I know Chelsea was just like, oh yeah, well they came out and they had a whole bunch of money and they bought like Super Frank and you know Drogba and all these players and then they they became successful. So still, I think, oh yeah, it's it's Man U, it's Liverpool. These are the people who won Champions Leagues consistently in leagues and whatever. And Arsenal was there too. Invincibles not that long ago for us, but some people are like Invincibles. Yeah, like, old man, would... get off. I'm, I'm was... not on Facebook, guy. I was born twenty years <laughs> after that happened. What are for you talking real, about? for real? <laughs> no tips just back on that fucking on that i uh i won't anything real quick we sold him to union berlin two years ago for 8.5 million euros and then last year forrest bought him for 20.5 million it's funny because i was we following him when he was at union go. yeah and i was just like man how did liverpool just say this guy like it, i think there was a work permit issue at some point or something right like there was some annoying thing that was like hey looks pretty good but uh you know what maybe it's not worth the not worth the uh, effort and then they're like oh shit yeah (laughs) he's actually good yeah it's like because he was basically on on loan like the whole time he was with us but yeah because we had him on our books for five years i think is what it looks like we had him for (sighs) every every club's got a couple of those players you know you're just like ah yeah we we have too many of them but even i remember like uh seeing Nabry like kill it at Byron a few years ago. It's kind of dwindled down a bit, but I'm, I remember just thinking, fuck, I remember that guy when he was like kind of okay at Arsenal. Yeah. Like a mediocre player at Arsenal to be like, who is this guy? Like, yeah, is there something like, in the water in Germany or something? Yo, that was the, that was the time it was like, they signed Goretzka. And then all of a sudden there was like a photo of him training in the summer and the guy's just ripped. And they're like, that's the fucking, Iron diet over there. Yeah. These guys just turn into machines. 
man, it's crazy. Some of those players, though, it's like even you look at like Joshua Kimi. It's like what happened to these guys? They used to be such. I mean, maybe just because they're not performing in the Champions League that much anymore. Who the f- watches Bundesliga other than Art? But uh, is, that, is Art here? Seems like he dwindled down a bit, man. Or not. No. <laughs> Funny that even uh, Man U wanted uh, Pavar too. It's just like, man, has he done anything since that ridiculous goal at the World Cup? Was that World Cup or Euro Cup? Euro Cup, I think. I think that was Euro, yeah. I think it was Euro Cup. Yeah, he had a, that was a ridiculous screamer of a goal. And then he went to Bayern. And then I was like, ah. Kind of happens at those clubs though, right? It's like you're a big name and you go to this like pool of big names and you just become a whatever. Upa McConnell, prime example. Him? Yeah, I remember him. And then you, before you even know it, you, you turn on a, a, a Dortmund game and you're like, oh, wasn't that guy at Bayern? <laughs> when did that happen? I saw like Sula in fucking Bayern, uh, Dortmund jersey. I'm like, oh yeah, he, he did go there. So incestuous that you don't even know. Like, did he go there originally? He didn't, but he ends up there. They always end up there. Almost. It is kind of crazy, like, how many of those players just kind of hop around from team to team in the same league? Some of it's like that though in those leagues, right? Look at Spain. Any of the, any of the, I mean, I think Premier League is far more competitive. There's way more teams that are at the top level, so it happens less often because they don't want to fuel the competition that can actually legitimately beat them. Whereas you look at Italy, and I mean, Italy's a little bit more even, but Italy, Spain, and, and Germany. It, there's it's very incestuous with the transfer which is so funny because i remember i was playing uh not too long ago i was like oh i'm gonna start a a manager mode in chelsea and uh, chelsea in in fifa in the, in the italian league so i'm like oh cool you know uh i'd love to pick napoli but they don't have the rights for the jerseys and their fake jerseys look horrible so whatever i was like all right i'll just pick ac milan because i can't handle looking at this horrible fake i don't even know what the hell they called it i forget what they even called them in that in that league but anyway, um, every time we try to buy somebody from another Italian club, it's like, oh, they won't deal with you. They won't deal with a rival. I'm like, you obviously don't know how this league works. That's all the transfers <laughs> that happen. Why wouldn't they sell them to me? Obviously, like I should be exclusively buying from other Italian clubs because that's just how this league works. But it's, it's funny. I think uh, Lukaku took that a little too far, though. I still can't believe that whole saga, but it's, uh, it's quite funny. I don't know if you guys watched that video too. It's like all the fans uh, from Juve just been like, we don't want Lukaku. Yeah. Lukaku. Honestly, I feel bad for him because it's just like, there's not many teams that are going to pay his wages, his transfer fee. Like, and he, he did fuck it up, but it's like, you know, there's like realization five, that Saudi Arabia is the only say, There's like five clubs that could even afford him, and most don't want a player of his profile. And he's, you know, done a bunch of shit to make people maybe not be excited about signing him anyway. So it's, it's just kind of funny that you really yeah. did the not. The problem do a is good that job. he's not good enough to be that big of a dick. Like, it's one thing if you're like Ronaldo at the or prime like, of his career, or like Ibra, who could go from like club to club yeah. like that. And yeah. But but it's funny because Ibra is like, even when you feel like he's not performing, like, oh, he was at Man U, he didn't do that well. I'm like, I'm pretty sure his numbers were actually pretty decent. His numbers were good at United, yeah. If it wasn't for him blowing out his knee, he would have, like, crushed that season, I think. Yeah, but then, then you have him, and it's like, buddy, after, after what happened in the Champions League final, I think you can't say anything. 
to anyone. Yeah, Manchester United, 30, so there's a lot then. 33 appearances for Man U, 17 goals. That's not bad. No, not at all. And this is pretty late in his career. Even so PSG, 122 appearances, 113 goals. Yeah, he was insane. That's actually pretty insane. good. Yes. He's an AC man, 32 appearances, 28 goals. The guy's numbers are actually great. Have, have you seen the any of the clips of his uh, retirement announcement? At AC? No. Yeah. I saw some of it. Yeah. yeah. There is there's a moment where like he like full on like breaks down and cries. And like I've seen it a couple times and it ruins me every time I see it. It's just like you can just see the pain in his face of like that this is over and he's like just holding on and can't quite accept it. And every time I'm just like fuck. Like I I, I can't imagine what that feels like right now. Honestly, I, I think I think it's because of his attitude, but I was like, I always thought he was, he did, he underperformed. Even I'm like, oh, he went to MLS, but he didn't do anything. LA Galaxy, 56 appearances, 52 goals. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't his, was his first appearance where he scored that ridiculous goal? I remember he scored a ridiculous goal. Like a brace or a hat uh, trick? TFC, we wore a rear all that game, no? Yeah, I'll never he forget that. Nice uh, like, not a bicycle kick, but like a twirling kick for his 500 career goal yeah i was like honestly that you made us look like (laughs) shit but fucking great goal man glad that i could see that it's kind of funny like our exposure to some of these players remember it's like oh i remember i've seen frank lampard play in Pirlo. sure they were at nycfc way past their prime but i've seen that david via was there too I've seen all those oh, players. God, yeah, David Villa was there too. Yeah, Freaking, kind of uh, Bard in our in our fantasy league, he gets to see Messi on Saturday for twenty two bucks. Yeah, it's wow. pretty wild. Was it Nashville? It's in Nashville. Nashville yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that's the worst joke, you know. Oh, I don't even know how that starts. You're the only ten I see. Something like that. You're from Nashville because you're the only 10 I see. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's something cringe like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could use some fucking Nashville barbecue. Should we just road trip down to Nashville this weekend and scalp some tickets? Dude, it's funny. Yeah. That's like the only reason to go to America is to eat shitty, terrible, <laughs> cardiac arresting food. I mean, we don't have and to go to America for that. Pumping. <laughs> so, so I think I'm know surprised. Sometimes it's kind of annoying, though. It's like there's certain stores uh, in the States, and they just never even, this is obviously not fully related, but they, they sometimes make a foray into Canada, but rarely succeed. It's kind of funny because even like Nordstrom, it's kind of interesting because I actually like, I used to like going to Nordstrom on the rack it's like winners but better you know you can actually get like a shoe that isn't a, like a rip-off version of a shoe you think it is it's like oh yo they got Reeboks at winners like nah man the Reeboks are normally leather this is like some kind of pleather thing that they made specially for the shitty store you could buy a discount version of but there you can well, actually, actually get, you know the actual you know shoe. what's funny there is a store it used to be a chain in the u.s and it was the third tier of nordstrom so it would be like nordstrom Nordstrom Rack would take kind of some overstock stuff. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, this store is called Last Chance, and it was sort of the third of yeah, this yeah. barrel of shit. And it was actually funny because it was like winners, where you, know, you might find some bullshit, you might find some amazing stuff, and uh, it had like anything that's been returned, uh, which sometimes stuff would be fucked up, sometimes it would be fine. But I remember, like, I got a twelve hundred dollar, probably a little bit more suit, and I think I paid like a hundred bucks for it, and a bunch of shoes and other stuff. Where it's just like, I would never buy that stuff here because the price difference is just like fucking crazy. And it, I was, I that's know. one store I wish I had. They had it more, even if it was across the border in like the northern state, I would go there. But they only have one left, and it's in Arizona. I'm not going to go to Arizona to go shopping. Like, <laughs> nah, yeah, on the like Nordstrom on the rack is good too. I mean, you used to, used to go to the one at Young and Bloor that was there. And anytime you want like gym shoes, for instance, like just go there. They're like 30, 40 bucks for a shoe that would normally be 100, 120 dollars. Why wouldn't you just do it? Even when you go to like uh, another thing in the states, which Yara even mentioned was. Uh, why can't I think of the name? Joe? Trader Joe. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Yeah, they got That's some good awesome. stuff in there too, man. I want to stock up on some anyway. snacks. Yeah, and they, they got better burger joints too. Wait, I, I don't probably probably bad to have them here because it's turned into a fatty, but love me some of them disgusting misses every once in a while. We've digressed terribly. That's what yeah, that, was about. A, that was a hell of a tangent right there. So that's how yeah, I was getting late. Yeah. We're all sitting yeah. here just fucking dreaming of food and cheese and shopping and what the fuck. I'm dreaming of a nice cold water because it's, I feel like it's still 28 degrees and it's 1036. Oh yeah, you don't have AC in your fucking place, do you? Nobody thought in the West Coast that you needed AC until we started dropping that is dioxide into the environment. <laughs> Yeah, I heard it happened overnight. I, I, I mean, I have a, a window unit for my bedroom. Otherwise, I would never be able to sleep. Oh, my God. Yeah, I wouldn't either. It's it's hot. It's very hot. But yeah, nobody... Uh, it's, it's a huge issue now in apartment buildings here because no apartment buildings really have AC. A lot of them don't have the actual electrical grids to support window units. The old building I was at... Um, I, I was like, why? This is ridiculous. This is like a criminal. You can't say that I can't have a window unit. Like, I'm melting here. Like, no, no. Like, the the power will go out. If we don't have the grid to support that, if you do it and run it well, all night, it might just blow it. Somebody else will do it because you have it, and then we're screwed. I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. This 1970 building is great, and I'm glad <laughs> you built it and kept it around. I mean, getting a central AC is uh, one of the best, probably the best purchase I've made in the last few years. And I, like, at first, I didn't really think it was unnecessary. And now this summer, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm so glad I got this shit. Yeah, no, it's 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 great. Especially, uh, you know, you own it. Obviously, it's a great investment. It's going to help resale value a lot. They don't just demolish your house anyway and build some kind of monstrosity. So it doesn't matter. But it keeps you, you cool. save the AC. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep the heat pump, but demolish everything else. Anyway, we, we should probably wrap it up now because people have probably realized that we're talking nonsense and they probably already unsubscribed. But that yeah, means that they subscribed. So that is a positive. Yeah. We'll just we'll take we'll take the positives as much as we can. Yeah. Clip it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's like, let's get this slap in the face and a little bit of a caress afterwards. Like, oh, was it bad or was it good? It's, uh, it's a good. back. 
backhanded compliment. <laughs> Lovely. I'll accept it because compliment was in the sentence. Got to plant right. that positivity. Well, that's this week's OA end. We'll see you next time.